Welcome back. Welcome back. We're here for another session. It's me, Jared T. One, two, three. We've got Karma in the house and Victus on the way very soon. Welcome, brother. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Excited to be here. Um, I think I caught a little bit of the one y'all did with Jaden. So excited to be on the other end of this. Yeah, yeah. No, they're fun. They're easy to do. Uh, I won't. I won't grill you too hard. We'll be okay this time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um. Well, the, the main topic of the day, and obviously we, we, we'll go wherever the conversation takes us, but the main topic of the day is you and Invictus with a new drop on sound called Wanted. Uh, this is your fifth release on sound, so true veteran at this point. Um, man, it, it, and there's already been 39 of these collected. Like, what a start. And then we have, we still have like a while left on this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got like two days and probably a couple hours running um thank shout out to you for collecting um early squad early squad on the karma wave and yeah no i'm hyped about this release because it's actually invictus's first entry into web3 so it's been a focus of mine this year so i'm hyped to to share it with the world yeah yeah so how did that come to be with you and invictus specifically i, I assume you guys have probably crossed paths before or, or worked together with some kind of regularity but uh how did it all come to be For sure. Yeah. So Invictus and I must have met like four or five years ago through a mutual friend. And he had like very similar music taste to me. He had worked with like some groups that I'm a big fan of. Like he worked with some members from Brockhampton with like a producer of Goldlink. And we honestly got connected through a mutual friend and pretty organically started making music together. He also has an audio engineering background, like does some TV and film stuff. So really like how we first got connect, like reconnected in this web three spirit was through the wave world because we run these live experiments with collectors and artists and we needed an audio engineer and we hit up invictus and he was totally like new to web three like did not really understand it um and it took us a little bit to like get him like involved because i think when people first hear of web three or nfts they don't really know what's going down in the music space and Once they figure it out, they're like, oh, like there's a lot of interesting music being released. There's a lot of interesting people collecting this music, attending the events. So that's how Invictus and I first got started. We made this song actually early on in our journey when we first met. So we wanted to like go back to that moment. Nice, nice. No, that's really cool. I'm I'm feeling kind of like the design on it. I know Jackie flashed up there a little bit before. It's like almost like a cosmic kind of like fractal type of feeling. What's, is there a story behind that? Yeah, so the design for this one was actually really cool. Shout out to Prota who, who first made this and then we turned it into like this moving image, but really trying to represent some of the quality of what Invictus was singing in the song, not so much lyrically, but like the sonic quality where he wanted to use his vocals as like complementary piece of the production. So kind of keeping it airy and ethereal. Um, and that kind of just sparked the idea for this like cosmic, cover um and we had been exploring kind of like just some art like this so yeah always looking how i can take the visual layer and try to represent what's going on in the auditory layer even if it's not like at first so apparent it's like a subconscious thing that you might realize so yeah this one was fun to put together and do you did you make this this one was actually started by proda who's also an amazing producer 
Um, and I think he did some AI generation and prompting on this one because we were also like on that wave of like experimenting with all the new AI tools. And then Invictus and I kind of took it and made it this moving image. So like we layered a couple of different prompts into it to create this final one. Yeah, that's really cool. And if anybody wants to see the actual moving image, um, good little plug right here. Make your way over to Sound XYZ. If you look up Karma, K-A-R-M-A, you can see the song wanted. You'll see the moving image. You can listen to the song. If you're feeling the song, pick one up um, at a minimum. Tell your friends about it. Uh, you know, the support always helps on any level. Um, what's the journey been like? You know, obviously, like, Web3 is, is relatively new for just about everybody. But, like, when you are now at the point where you're like, okay, cool. Like, obviously, like, you have a good grasp of it. Uh, we'll talk about Wave World and, and, and things like that because, like, I love those events. But you're so far in it. And, like, now you're bringing people with you. What's that like? Yeah, so like the journey to Web3 was really interesting because I feel like for me, it started off with the crypto world. I remember hearing about like Bitcoin early on in a podcast and honestly, just the concept of money, the internet of money, not like money on the internet, but creating a whole new value chain on a network was interesting to me. And I got more involved with it within like 2017 and 2018 um, worked with some projects that were involved there. And I remember even thinking like, oh, like music has this problem of like scarcity where the model has like trended towards free and piracy and then to streaming. Um, I'm like, can you use some of this logic that blockchain is trying to provide like with the double spending problem or just to reintroduce scarcity? But there really wasn't much going on. I remember like these ICO music projects and seeing all of that happen, but what reignited the spark was I was really interested in what was going on in the creator economy and following people like the founder of Patreon, who was a musician who had started this company, uh, Lee Jen, who worked at Variant or maybe before she was there, was just writing about this creator economy and how there should be a more equitable um, part of the internet for creators, basically, right? And I remember seeing NFTs just like in the early hype cycle. It was like the clubhouse days. It was... Um, like probably a little bit pre people and I'm like, okay, NFTs interesting, but this kind of seems like ICOs all over again. Like how everyone is at first, right? It's just kind of shock value. Like people are paying for pictures. Okay. And then at one point it kind of just clicked that this is going to be like a digital ownership. And most of the platforms don't allow us to own anything or own those relationships. And I'm like, this is the missing piece of the tech stack, I think, to the creator economy. So usually for me, I'm learning through the curiosity first and then the practice first. So I'm like, okay, I have to see like, what is it like to mint an NFT? Um, where do I mint these NFTs? Even then there wasn't much going on with music. So my sister, who's a visual artist, had created these art pieces and I added an audio layer and I'm like, okay, let's mint these just to see what this process is like. And we ended up minting those. And then I remember just thinking, like, where's the music? I saw Blau when had that you guys huh? did that. When was that that you guys did that? That must have been in 2020. Um, oh, yeah. it, was a, it was a wonky process back then. It was a wonky process. I'm like, what is a shared contract? You minted on OpenSea. I was trying to wrap my head around this whole thing. I remember. Um, then I'm like, okay, everyone's hanging out on Twitter. I remember everyone was hanging out on Twitter in the crypto days. But the, the amazing part to me that I saw in this cycle was there was artists, there was culture, like it wasn't just finance bros, which was mostly like what was going on in that side of crypto throughout the last year. So I'm like, 
this is interesting also for like the mainstream appeal. I'm like, I think this is going to be the point of entry. Um, not as much just speculating on things because that always ends up leaving once the mania dies. And as we see now with music NFTs, there's still a strong community, like even through the bear market, which it's night and day difference. So we minted those like visual pieces. And I remember seeing that blouse sale. I'm like, okay, that's wild. He sold this for $6 million. And I'm like, that's super awesome. Reminds me of Beeple, but like, where's the independent like artist and like, where's the music that just like similar to like the blog days, it's just like that energy of just like people making music, putting it out on these networks, it like having some type of discoverability and camaraderie among the musicians. And back then there wasn't too much of it, but I stumbled upon Zora, I remember. Um, and interestingly enough, it was, I think the founder of Coinbase was having a DJ that I was following, a DJ producer, teach him Ableton. And they minted one of his sessions on Zora as audio. And I'm like, oh, Zora is where they're minting like audio now. Um, I mean, I must have found like Latasha minting her music videos because she was early on in the wave. And then I just stumbled upon like, I think it was like right when audio rooms were coming onto Twitter. And there must have been like how you see Twitter spaces like all day now. And you see like music spaces like multiple a day. There must have been like one music space where it's just like, all the people interested in music kind of just like in this one space along with other visual people and PFP people. And we we're just like, okay, like what's going on in this music NFT space? It was, I think catalog had been launched, but like for the majority of people were just minting on like Zora catalog, which was super curated at the time. Um, you had people minting on OpenSea and kind of just trying to figure this thing out. Like how are we going to mint audio? Like there wasn't too many collectors for audio yet. And, but it was just super fun. I remember even it was before NFT NYC 2021. I think they had like two in that year, but I had found Song Camp, which is this like creative incubator. Like I like to call it like a Nashville songwriting camp meets like Y Combinator hackathon where it's like all these musicians, all these like devs, these operators come together and build these experiences that are powered by music. And they run them through a series of experiment called camps. So I found them when it was Electra, and it was just like such a different energy than all the big discords that have like all this hype mania. It was like, oh, these people are just in calls. They're all like minded, like they're making music. And Song Camp was just like a really nice home for me. It was also around like the DAO craze where everyone was like, DAO this, DAO that. And I'm like, where are the music DAOs? And I must have just found Song Camp. Um, and they were like in the seed club ecosystem, which I just like thinking back then, I remember how how weird it was for me to navigate this thing because it was just so new. And I'm like, where is these things happening? It just felt like this, like there wasn't a clear path for it. Um, so it's amazing to see how much it's developed. And I'll lead into like how we introduced Invictus here in a moment. So I found Song Camp. I went to NFT NYC that year. I even took my other half, Violetta, who we have a duo with, who was like totally not understanding what I was doing. She's like, who are you talking to on Twitter spaces all day? Who are you in these discords with? Um, it reminded me of like when my parents were like telling me to stop gaming on like Xbox Live or something because she just totally didn't get it. But when she went to NFT NYC and she saw all the different musicians, all the different communities, um, it really started to click for her. Like, oh, like these are real people. This is like, these are our people. Like these are all independent artists that are like sharing similar experiences to us. We got a chance to make music with Song Camp at a studio, which for us was really big because I think that IRL component, the in-person 
um, component really is a great way to onboard people. Um, and it's funny, it comes full circle because that's how we onboarded AC Invictus. And after that, we just kept on like experimenting in the music space. Like we started minting audio. I think we minted our first music video with Karma Violetta. I must have minted something like right around that time as well on my personal project. And it just started growing. Like we saw platforms like Soundstart. Um, I remember when David was building that, we saw just more musicians coming in, just like talking about all of the problem sets that they had in spaces and just trying to come up with ways of starting to solve them, starting to build community. And really that's, I think like a little bit after that's when I started Wave World was just like, let's create our own container for talking about these things for um, at first really just like a social like club. We called it a social garden, this open area. And shortly after that, like for us, what the big thing was is like, how do we take these experiences from online into the like live experience, right? And how do we take all these collectors and also introduce them to the artists that they have been collecting and really have them experience the live music? Because for me, I remember going to like the early Zorotopia and just being like, oh, damn, like I saw this person live. Like now I really want their NFT. Now I totally get what they're about. Um, and just that whole relationship for us opened up. And we did one at East Denver, super impromptu. I remember that was when I did my first sound drop. It was like I was at East Denver. We were planning the Wave World drop the same day it fell out on, like just by coincidence. Um, shout out to Young Cruz from Index Coop because he was like, I want to do like this showcase for my girlfriend who just got into Web3. She's a musician on Twitch, like to introduce her to all the Web3 musicians. And we put it together in like a week or two and it ended up just being like 150, 200 people that were all like in the web three space. We were not expecting this. Yeah. And it was like everyone we had been chatting with just like they're meeting in the flesh. Like, and once you're there in person, you see all of these relationships that people have had online, all this rapport solidify. You're like, Oh, there's something here in the air. And that was actually pre Invictus because we had no plan of like recording anything. It was just like an in-person thing. So after that event, it was kind of like, let's experiment more with this live concept. And in one of our community calls, we're like, okay, let's plan something for New York for NFT NYC, which was like the previous one was like kind of when I first got into it. So it was a nice reunion. And someone in our community, Simone, who he's the co-founder of The Quality, he was just like, it would be really cool to dive deeper into these like one of one experiences, like these experiences you can't really replicate and to take the infrastructure of having collectors and putting those collectors in that one room with the artist. And there's this amazing, amazing Bonnie Vare, like one on one show where Bonnie Vare just plays the one fan and you look at this fan, they're like really having a moment. And we're like, how can we take that concept and just bring it to all the collectors of an artist? And that was kind of our, our moat for that one Wave World event. We're like, we want to have this thing called the Wave Room, which is like a tiny desk MTV unplugged meets these like one-on-one experiences. And then surrounding that, we're like, we don't want to only make it exclusive. Let's also open it up on the top floor to like a larger DJ vibe so people can network because we learned from the first one, people want to talk. So let's have a place where people don't talk over the intimate performances, but they can talk amongst themselves while there's a DJ playing. In the bottom floor, we had Spence, um, who's now Fred Rico, who's a singer-songwriter, 
basically curate like more of an acoustic folk vibe. So we had that going on and then we had activations across it. But real quick, that, I want to jump in yeah, with you real quick. You guys did an excellent job. And I want to encourage anybody that's watching now or listening after the fact, if you get a chance, please, please, please go to a Wave World event. It was absolutely excellent. So I remember on the first floor, I remember I saw a saint down there um, in, the, in the middle floor. I saw Jaden. I saw Black Dave. I'm trying to remember if I saw anybody else, but I at least saw those two. And then on the top floor, like saw a whole bunch of people. But it, it was a great experience. And uh, you guys really knocked it out the park on that one. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And it's like really shout out to the community because we're very much like bottom up community driven, like down to like the artists being curated and we somehow managed to have 17 artists there. Like it just, I find when you put the right squad together and they just have an aligned mission, like we just make it happen. Um, and like you mentioned, yeah, like for us, the wave rooms were really like the main thing we were focusing on. So we're like, let's record all of these wave rooms with really good audio, because that's also something we noticed from the other events. Like how do we get the audio to be really good? And live audio. Bitch. live audio and and we filmed it too right and that's where like we're like invictus like he's our homie he's not in web3 but let's bring him let's bring him out to new york let's get him to experience this the same way we experienced it and he just did an amazing job like he had a couple of buddies there that helped with the audio he made sure all the artists were like on point whatever they needed beforehand during the the process and we took those wave rooms and we minted them on glass who was one of our partners and he did all the mixing and mastering. Um, and still along this time, he was like one of those musicians that like didn't get Web3 at first, right? But I just saw the process of him going to this live event being like, yo, there's so much great music. We booked Abjo, which like he was a big fan of Abjo. So he got to work with one of his um, like one of his artists that he had been following for years already, right? And have that direct relationship. And it just like I saw it shift his mindset. Um, and he even reignited the passion of like doing more of his artist music because he had been releasing music in web too. Um, but he had been taking a little bit of a break and doing a lot more audio work. So he started writing a lot of music. We had been like still collaborating on the time, like with the song that we had. And honestly, like this year, I really wanted to focus on collaboration. So I'm like, what better way than start off with like one of the wave world squad and bring him into the, the web3 ecosystem so we minted this one on sound and it was one of our earlier songs um and a song that we really love like listening to like whenever i make music as an artist and i'm like finding myself going back to that old song and just wanted to listen to it as a listener i'm like oh like i want to put this out um and yeah that's how the journey was with invictus honestly like started really organically like started from more of like these collective creation experiments with the wave world and ultimately leading up to yesterday when we minted it so it was really fun to like onboard an artist especially a friend because i find that this energy we have building right now is i felt it before like when soundcloud and that thing was going on but it's it's this new energy i think we're still trying to figure out what this all is but since we're doing it together it it creates this camaraderie like not just amongst the musicians but the platforms the builders the visual artists that i think is is taking creativity to a new renaissance. Man, hard, hard agree, hard agree on that. And it's, it's, it's really funny uh, that you mentioned that because, you know, I think most people know me as a collector in the space and like I'll put together playlists and things like that. But um, 
just the, you know, the connections that I've been able to make with people has been crazy. And it's not ever something that like I ever even considered. And it's, it's probably got to be the easiest selling point. You know, anybody that's like into music, like you can, not necessarily everybody, but you can really connect with some of the artists that you really like the music with. Like, uh, you know, like you mentioned, I, I think I got your, your Genesis like long time ago and yeah, uh, yeah. And, like, it, it's cool. We've had, we've had multiple conversations. We've been able to link IRL. Um, all that to say though, um, not that I think you're a prophet or anything like that, but now we're, we're, we've all built to this spot. Uh, you know, we all onboard people as we, as, as it fits. I, and I think that's an important thing is like, you can't force anybody into the spot, but when they want in, then like we can, you know, show them the ropes type of thing. Where do you think, like, where, where do you see the progression going from here? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think not just on the artist side is the onboarding necessary, which is also something you want to explore in the wave world, but where is the like true fan and like the true fan to collector pipeline and vice versa, right? Like, cause you'll have some collectors that maybe are collecting for whatever incentive, right? Like, I think it's a nuanced perspective. How do we turn them into true fans as well? Um, and for me, like I went from this like initial interest in it from the creator economy and like a very individualistic like creator economy um, interest to seeing it more as this like collective and squad economy um, and Shout out to MetaLabel, who's like kind of building infrastructure for this. But I think that's the next wave of the internet where right now we've built it in such a way where every artist is super competing against each other for the same attention span. Um, there's not that much infrastructure in place to create these larger projects together or even like have a squad that helps on one artist's release and like feels like they're a part of it. Um, and same thing with collectors, right? Like you do have some collectors that like, are super involved and like want to give feedback. But I think it's more about building the infrastructure layer for that. And I really like this concept of the meta label where you're just like a squad of people that's building it in a way where there's shared incentives, which is a lot what we're trying to do at Wave World as well. Like even with this release, we had Leo, who's like part of the Wave World squad, like super help out on this release, like help AC with like a lot of like the things that are going on in Web3. Um, and then put them on the splits, right? And ultimately, like, be able to, like, share in that. And I think that's going to be a wave. And even, like, getting collectors involved in that, like, how we did with the wave rooms and we had with Black Dave, like, people who attended that wave room were on the splits of that stream. I think that's going to be an interesting model. Um, and right now, like, for some alpha we were exploring with the wave world, it's like, how do we create this collect-to-connect model? Um and really like being able to provide those experiences, those like unique experiences that we're all craving through the technology. Um, and for me, I think that's where it's going. It's more like the squad. There's like a power in the group chat that wasn't super tapped into in the last layer of the internet and having the open model of blockchain, I think can start to tap into it if we, if we build it, right? But it's like you said, I think we're still at that stage where we don't know like what the model is, is it open edition? Is it limited? Like we're still trying, is it a new thing we haven't probably figured out? Like probably. Um, and to me as an artist, like I'm really just exploring it from a practitioner mindset. Like I don't think one thing is the be, on, be all end all. And I learn by just like going into the weeds of it and, and be like, okay, like this worked. Like I like this aspect from it. How can I take it for my next drop? Um, but I really want to focus more on the collaborative piece and like the squad piece. 
Um, and chaos as well was a huge contributor to that. I'm like, oh, like they got 77 people coordinating. Everyone got paid. Biggest collab. Yeah, biggest collab. And then people who weren't in like Web3 at all got paid the first time to be in Web3. So to me, that's interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. And I know you said that you, you obviously you're on the, the collab vibes right now. You don't necessarily have to give any names, but you got any more kind of collabs in the chamber? Like maybe yeah, something. Yeah, we, we definitely have some collabs in the chamber. Um, some more I've made with Invictus. Carmen Violetta has been uh, like working on some collabs. I don't want to give any names just yet, yeah. but I think that's going to be super fun. Um, I did yesterday, like it was so funny the day of my drop. I, got a message from Alec who's another artist and collector he's like did you see what you just minted because I also like to collect from artists and I'm like no I'm like oh it has to have been something I collected like you know when you like it ends you don't know if you got the golden egg and I got Latasha's golden egg and I didn't even notice but she's like oh like I'll do a audio collab or a feature so I'm like oh let's go um so that might be coming in when the time is right um and yeah honestly like I think the collabs from an audio perspective are amazing. And we've also been experimenting on like, what are collabs on other platforms? Like we're doing today on huddling, like a live stream, right? Like what is it like minting on lens? Um, and I'm excited for that as well. Like how can we push the design space with those collabs? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I think, I think there's lots of room for it. I think really like, you know, we are a little limited by the technology and however that develops at, at whatever rate, but also at the same time, like, well, whatever you can think of. So I, I recently been trying to put the bug in, in, in people's ears that like okay how can we make this open edition wave also mesh with like the one-of-one one wave and so like just a small idea i had is like okay so say you've already got a one-of-one one minted and that's the original on catalog for instance and then you do a remix version of it or you take a sample from there and you put that on sound do that as an open edition and say, Hey, as long as we hit a hundred collected, whoever has the most of them gets the one on one. You like you can do all sorts of crazy things like that. You can use burn mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah, that's something we were exploring. It's actually interesting you bring that up because on my first sound release, I actually did an experiment where I gave the golden egg holder my Genesis catalog drop. I just airdropped it to him without him knowing. Like it wasn't a pre-planned thing. And yeah, I've been thinking about it for this drop. And I love your perspective on it too. We were thinking of like Something more with a burn mechanic. Because um, I actually did get inspired by Jack Butcher's thing. It's like really cool. And we're looking at that from like some of the wave world drops. But it was even like we have an alternate version of the song that was like the original demo that was created. Um, so thinking about something there, right? Like if people burn it, they can get that access to that song. Um, and I like that it's also like with NFTs, you can always do it after the fact and like introduce that. So the yep. surprise and delight element is really interesting for me as well. But I'd love your thoughts on like with this new open edition wave, because I remember even like with open edition wave, I'm like, I'm going to try it, but I'm still not sure how I feel about it. Just seeing like how it is in the visual art space. Like what are some interesting things you've seen artists do or like you would like as a collector done? Um, yeah. So, so for me personally, um, I, I definitely think that there. I like open edition, but I don't necessarily like all open editions at low prices. So right. I like the idea of doing an open edition. And if you have your general price where you normally execute at like 0 0.05, 0 0.10, whatever it may be, depending on the artist, right? Do that same thing. Like, or uh, what if you did an album and an album is open for 30 days or 60 days or something like that, but the album, you know, 
15 songs, give or take, right? And you do that at point 10, right? So it's not going to be a cheap thing, but you get a full album out of it. So like you can see the actual demand for your album as, as far as a collector standpoint. I would like to see some of that. So like le- a little less leaning into just the low price for the sake of low price thing. I, I get the use case for that, but I just don't think it needs to be the way for everything. So mm-hmm. I, I want to see open edition, but also at regular pricing as well too. So um, I, I've, I've always been an advocate of open editions for like a long time. And it's, it's more of like, instead of you guessing your supply, right. You just put the, the, the dollar amount where you think it's valued. Right. I don't really question that part, but like, it's very hard to nail down supply. So um, I want to see more experimentation with that. Kind of what I mentioned to you as well too. So like, let's introduce some burn mechanics, yeah. you know, RAC sells like almost a thousand of them, right? Like, you know, if, if you, there was, I think there was one person on there that collected 50, you know, if he can burn something and get something like really cool, like a different NFT plus some merch type of stuff like that would be kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. or you know, tickets to a show that, you know, that kind of thing. So I think there's a lot that we can do. Um, and kind of to what you were mentioning earlier, I think where we have room to improve everything is obviously IRL experiences, but the interfaces with that too. I think once a lot of these interfaces stop being so clunky, like the fact that MetaMask pops up and I still got to sign that transaction or on lens and all these different things, right? It pops up and you got to sign them all the time. Once we remove some of that, like it's it just going to open up the door for a lot more of a seamless experience type thing, I think. So I love that. I love that take. It's, it's great to hear because it's honestly like the conversations we've been having in the wave world. Like, how can we tap into this new meta and provide those experiences people are? are looking for through the mechanics. Um, and it was interesting to see the whole checks then go down because they just saw it go from like this open edition into this whole like take on what status is, like what NFTs are. Um, and I feel like the music has a lot of design space, like still left to be open there. Uh, so By yeah, the way, did, did you get any checks? I didn't. I literally Dude, didn't. I'm such an idiot. I saw it come up on the timeline and I went and looked. I was like, eh. I know, me too. It was like right it's it's it happens to the best of us eight eight dollars for a check and they're like half an eth floor right now so literally the one the ones that got away (laughs) yeah man but um i'm gonna plug it again uh i won't hold you too long but look um everybody listening now or after the fact please 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 go to sound.xyz type in karma k-a-r-m-a the song is titled wanted you can press the play button and listen to it right there if you're feeling it, you can collect it for 0.02 ETH, pretty low price. Um, there's all sorts of information. Uh, you can listen through Karma's back catalog. You can There's like uh, social links, all this type of stuff. So anything you want to do, he's super open, really, really nice guy. Um, can always reach out to him, and you always responded to me on, on Twitter and stuff like that. So I appreciate you, but... Um, Look, man, the floor is yours. I'll leave it with you to, to say any piece that you want and also give everybody your socials where they can find you. 100%. Appreciate you, Jared. Um, you've been like early, early on in my journey. Like always much love. So glad we got to connect during Miami for a bit. Um, and y'all did the live stream for Zorotopia too, which I think was awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, like thank you for having me. Thank you to all the people that are watching. You can find me at Karma Wave on Twitter. I have a link tree there with all of my socials, like on all streaming platforms. Um, but yeah, like I think in, in Web3, we're an open book. So if anyone has any ideas, any like collaborations in mind, like feel free to reach out. 
um, and just keep spreading the waves. Awesome, man. Well, look, I appreciate you. I'll be, uh, I'll be watching for the next wave world and, uh, and we'll talk soon. Hell yeah. We'll have to get you in there for sure. Have a good one. Much love.